Driving the Future is a podcast about where the automotive industry is going and how not only to keep up with the rapidly changing business, but to shape it. The automotive industry is changing lanes to provide sustainable transportation for all, and thus we find an increasing focus on sustainability. Although lowering the carbon footprint is obviously very important, it doesn't stop there, but also gets into areas of production and optimizing the end-to-end supply chain. In this episode of Driving the Future, we turn things over to Automotive News Europe podcast, where in the second episode of Rising Stars Speak series, we find out about the transformation taking place in the automotive industry towards finding affordable and sustainable transportation for all. Host Luca Schiferi from Automotive News Europe talks with Nari Kale, head of strategic programs at Cariad, the software division of Volkswagen Group, and our very own Marcus Winkler about how sustainability is becoming a key competitive factor in the auto industry and the role of data in achieving serious sustainability goals by 2030. Hello, and welcome to the second episode of Rising Star Speak. I am Luca Ciferri, Associate Publisher and Editor at Automotive News Europe. We began celebrating Rising Stars back in 2011, and since then we honored more than 220 young, high-potential individuals for their achievement. A Rising Star is an automotive executive with a pan-European profile who has driven change, fostered innovation, and made courageous decisions. To qualify, candidates should have a minimum of 10 years of work experience have multiple language skills and be 45 years or younger. Together with our long-term partner Capgemini in July, we started this series of Rising Star winner interviews. This second episode is dedicated to sustainability. We have today with us Nari Kale, Head of Strategic Programs at Cariad, which is the software division at Volkswagen Group. After three years as a consultant, Nari entered the Volkswagen Group in 2015 and from 2018, work on sustainability. Last year, she published a book dedicated to social innovation within mobility. Marcus Winkler is Executive Vice President, Global Automotive Sector, Capgemini. Marcus joined Capgemini in 2005 and works with teams across the world, helping clients share their mobility strategies and invent what is next in the rapidly changing automotive industry. He thinks that environmental sustainability would be an increasing focus throughout this transformation over the coming decade. Marcus, what is the status quo of sustainability in the automotive industry, and is it taken seriously? The automotive industry has a significant footprint on CO2 emissions, and therefore we also have a strong responsibility. In 2019, you know, we have conducted a first study um, on sustainability in the automotive industry, We have seen that going electric uh, was the main angle to sustainability and also the key answer to climate change. Pilot projects everywhere, mainly reporting for the yearly report, but also more and more becoming a CEO topic. But pressure of society, regulators, investors actually increased tremendously in the last years and months. And so we do see a much wider adoption now in the automotive enterprises. And luckily this goes now beyond electrification and CO2 emissions but there's still a strong focus, especially in supply chain, logistics area, but also in the area of production and operations. When we look back at the automotive industry, you know, the automotive industry has always felt haunted 
by regulations, fine particles, NOx, uh, sulfur dioxide, WLTP, fleet regulations, and so on. So the industry needs to take to switch, uh, you know, needs to switch from being reactive to proactive. And this is a great opportunity. And there are only a few players now which we can consider being leaders in sustainability. But sustainability itself will be becoming, you know, a key competitive factor. And it's not optional anymore. Thanks, Marcus. Nari, could you explain us what social sustainability means? Yes, of course. Um, maybe some of you have already heard about the 17 sustainable development goals that have been signed by the United Nations. And when you look at those 17 sustainable development goals, um, they describe what the future should look like in 2013. And they have one aspect also regarding mobility, which I find to be quite interesting. And it says, by 2030, we should provide access to safe, affordable, accessible, and sustainable transport systems for all. And I would like to highlight for all. So it also means to pay special attention to the needs of those who are in vulnerable situations like women, children, persons with disabilities, and older persons. And I would say we don't have that much time left until 2030 because there's still a lot of things to do. Marcus, do you agree on the import of collecting and managing data to achieve sustainability? Yeah, absolutely. If we take it really seriously, then we have to target the whole end-to-end -end value chain. Therefore, data is indeed key. Um, you know, it's not only to connect the dots, but also to define and trust the data along, for example, the vehicle life cycle. I think the digital twin concept, both on the engineering and factory side, but also especially, you know, on the vehicle itself with practical parts of the car, including software, battery consumption, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and to bring those data points together um, in the usage phase um, is uh, definitely key. But no doubt there's a complexity, especially around, you know, the question of scope two and three emissions. How far do we reach? For example, you can design a specific part into the vehicle which has a lower sustainability sustainability footprint, but later in the recycling process, it takes more energy, will lead maybe to higher emissions or a minor recycling quota. So using data along the life cycle and analyzing it on a cloud platform will definitely enable the end-to-end -end view and support the net zero journey. That's why we, for example, partner with SAP, where we follow a co-innovation approach, but also with other hyperscalers to help our clients in this transformation journey. And maybe I can add on that, if, if that's okay. When we look at, for example, regarding the data to see what kind of importance data has also for our society, we could look at the topic of autonomous driving, for example. And we are right now, especially in Germany, really in preparation of autonomous driving. And this is having a huge impact, not only on us, on society, but also regarding data, because all of a sudden you have questions just like, what do we do with data? Uh, could we even pay a ride, a drive with our personal data? Could a drive even be for free if we pay with our data? And I think there's a lot of new array of questions coming up for us that we really need to consider for the future. Nari, are there startups which are accelerating sustainable mobility? Yes, um, and I thought it was quite interesting to see how many startups in Germany, but also internationally, are not only working in the field of mobility, because in the 
a couple of years ago, recently, it was still very difficult to enter the topic of mobility as a startup because the hurdles were very high up. But right now, with electromobility, with um, bikes, um, with new forms of scooter mobility, there are more and more startups coming. And interestingly, I found quite some um, startups that are really focusing on the whole topic of social sustainability. And if I may name um, a couple of them, because there are quite some amazing startups out there. For example, there is um, the startup Quiki, and they are working on the whole topic of transportation and parcel delivery. And they specifically work with people who are not able to find a job anywhere else. So, for example, unemployed people or people with dis disabilities and they bring um, the parcels in the city center and it's still a business model because they partner with large transportation systems and I think they, that is quite a beautiful business model or you have NaviLens and they try to improve how you can go through a city when you have a visual impairment and you have those large colorful QR codes and those are just two we have a lot of really interesting social impact startups that are really trying to combine profitability on the one side because those business models are working towards profitability and the social sustainability on the other side and i think that is quite a great um, acceleration in the right direction marcus what are the challenges ahead to provide sustainable mobility that will be also affordable yeah, in my opinion, um, this will come indeed a question of the near future, but in some way it's already here. And in public transport, we are already having tremendous price increases. And in Europe, we are currently even watching car uh, skyrocketing uh, energy prices. So sustainability will, in many cases, also, you know, be significant investment for enterprises. This is true for both what happens in the operations, but also with, uh, you know, the vehicle usage, including even the recycling part. So an end-to-end perspective can really help to understand also the monetary consequences much better. So from a manufacturer perspective, I think it's not only just to report the KPIs and successes on sustainability, we need to rethink our business model, the future mobility business models. And here we have to arbitrate also sustainability within our business KPIs, even on margin. So we are convinced that in the long run, it will become a positive differentiator in the market and also have a top line effect also on sales. The other point is around electrification. You know, we observe not only that uh, pricing of materials and logistics are uh, getting up, but also raw materials will become now rare materials. So besides those macroeconomic shifts in the world, it will be evident in the near future, might even have a negative effect on the electrification of the industry. This is why we will see many more partnerships to come in the future to secure, but also to expand the mobility business models of the future. Consequently, the question will remain whether mobility for the consumer can still be affordable. Thanks, Nari. Thanks, Marcus. Stay tuned as we'll be back on October 24 with the third episode of the Rising Star Speak. A big thank you to Automotive News Europe for letting us share these insights with you. There's lots more where that came from, so feel free to check out the link in the show notes. That's all for now. We'll see you next time on Driving the Future.